Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very special guest with us. We have Ozan Kulju, who is the author of the book, A Lean Mind, and is also an engineer. And I cannot wait to have a conversation with him because he talks to us today about he took how he took a practical approach to diving into his emotions and why sometimes we suffer needlessly. So I want to welcome you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Huge fan. <laughs> I so appreciate you being here. Um, he is actually right now in Hungary, and so there's a huge time difference. So I'm sure he's very, very sleepy right now because he's already had a full day. So I really appreciate you being here with us today. I've got my coffee, so <laughs> <laughs> all, all good. <laughs> so why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what your book is about and, and why you decided to write this? Sure. Uh... So I am a mechanical engineer, uh, project manager, and lean consultant, a uh, bunch of professions, but basically all technical. I'm, I'm a very practical, very technical guy. And uh, how the book came along about the self-growth? Uh, I get this question a lot. And here's the story. Like, I, I have been a huge fan of personal development. Uh, my mom is the one who started me, who's also a Reiki master like you. And uh, I was reading a lot of books and improving myself. Uh, I was, when I was a kid, I was overweight, I was depressed. So I had to do a lot of self-reflection to, to you know, improve myself, improve my emotions and be in a better place basically. And uh, I, I was improving myself and along the way, uh, I realized like, okay, I'm an engineer, right? Uh, I'm, I'm managing projects, I'm managing a team of great engineers. Why don't I approach the mind in a similar way, how I manage everything else? And that's when I realized actually, this is not being done so much right now. When we think about the mind, we are trying to control the mind instead of manage it in a peaceful way. And basically I realized my depression was being caused by this, that it was the self rejection rejection of my emotions because i was basically writing off the emotions writing off the core beliefs that is deep inside the mind and i was focusing so much on the actions and i had to do these actions okay i'm overweight what do i do i need to eat less i need to work out and i will be okay but here's the thing once we deal with the emotions then the actions will come naturally they will be modified naturally but if we actually focus on the actions and what we do and try to create some habits without dealing with the emotions and the core beliefs that is behind them, then we are missing the whole point. And whatever we are doing will not be permanent. It will not be, uh, you know, we will not be able to keep it up. And then we're gonna have bigger problems. So I decided to dig deep into the mind to understand how it works. As an engineer, that's the first thing you look at, right? If, you, if you're gonna design some part, I de I, I'm a designer actually, I designed lots of robots. So if you're gonna design something, first you understand how it works. 
and according to that you design what if we just understand how the mind works and then redesign from there so i started watching my mind it's basically like taking a step back and then watching the mind thinking and once you start to watch the mind thinking basically it's a complete different level of awareness and from that point of view you can actually see the processes and the processes i mean how the thoughts and actions are created we focus so much on the thoughts as humans you know we, we try to fix these uh, fix actions by trying to change the thoughts we are trying to control our thoughts but that doesn't really work but we don't look deeper thoughts are only the product of this production plant called mind and so we need to change either the processes or the raw materials what are the thoughts made of when i start to watch my mind observe my mind what work with my coach work with so many professionals actually my wife is also a coach i discovered that it is actually the emotions and the core beliefs that is the creator of all the thoughts there so the mind takes your emotions basically we all have the same emotions we just have a different state right now sometimes we are sad sometimes we are happy and now we have some core beliefs right so the core beliefs are the absolute truths that we accept we are the creators of core beliefs now core beliefs could be anything what is what is good what is bad what is sin what is you know what is life life is beautiful is a core belief life is hard it's a core belief once you accept these as a truth and you connect them with an emotional state then these start to create some thoughts and however you try to control the thoughts the core belief is there it's the creator of the thought so once you see that then we realize okay so we want to improve our mind we want to change our actions then we must focus on the emotions then i did a very practical approach of going through the emotions i did so many experiments on myself i put myself in so many different emotional states <laughs> like and i want i wanted to understand like how do you change emotions and i realized we have an emotional state at any second this is like a mixture like uh, you don't need to have specifically one emotion at a time like you might have love but you might also be sad a little bit you might have a bitter sweet feeling uh actually one of the first emotions i realized like it was mind blowing for me was grief you know was i was grieving my dog who passed away and was feeling so much grief because we grew up together so and i realized okay the grief is a combination of sadness high level of sadness and love it's almost like 50% combination there so how do we move on from there because it's hard it's hard to be in that space mm-hmm. so we have two 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 sides sadness and love okay what if we focus on the love side once you focus on the love side and you feel the light you feel more relaxed you you feel more peaceful because it takes you from a power the zone of despair to zone of power and serenity so i started to do that with all the emotions out there 
major ones like sadness is a major one, fear, anger, disgust, uh, peace, trust or security, whatever we call it. Uh, and then the minor ones that are collect, uh, connected to those ones, such as anxiety uh, is connected to the, the emotional fear. And, uh, or hate is connected to anger. So I, what I realized when I put myself into these situations and trying to understand how we move on, I realized, I realized like all the emotions out there, they have a message for us. They have a meaning. We all have them and we have them for a reason. If you're sad or if you're, ang if you're angry or if you're afraid of something, the emotion is a natural instinct. It's in every single human being and it's trying to give us a message, a valuable message. If we can extract this message, only then we can actually move on. And uh, for example, fear. You know, people don't like to feel fear because it's it's in the power of pain. When you have fear, you, you literally feel it in your body. You, you feel it. And uh, if we try to move on from it by distracting ourselves, we can't because it's still there. You will still feel it in your stomach or wherever you feel. It's different in everybody. You probably know these things better as your Reiki master, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you can see it as blockages. It's basically undealt emotions and core beliefs there. Mm -hmm. And But what if we listen to the emotion and dig deep into why we have those? I, I think that this is the area that we skip the most. Like we, we, we don't look into it. It's trying to, fear is trying to tell you something that might hurt you, that, that might not be good for you. And if we acknowledge this fact and deal with this, and then after that only we can actually move on from it. Or also sadness. Also discuss, all of them have one very important point, what they're trying to tell us, teach us. And once we deal with those, and then we can move on. And what do I mean with move on? It's basically moving us to a different state of emotion. Mm -hmm. Of course, we want to be in an emotional state of joy and peace most of the time because they are very comfortable and they are powerful and they are serene. And it's good for us, it's healthy for us. But we must experience all the emotions out there. And that is the only way we can actually have a human experience. That is the meaning of humanity. If you always, if you were always happy, then what kind of human would you be? Yeah. You wouldn't really, you wouldn't live. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we say, you know, rest in peace because, okay, um, after that, you can be peaceful, you know. Uh, so I realized this thing and I start to, you know, apply these one on myself and I realize, okay, all of them have points. All of emotions have points. And we can move on if we deal with those points. And how do we move on? What action we bring or what kind of feelings we bring? That depends on the emotion. Each emotion can be overcome by bringing different feelings because we cannot really just remove an emotion. The mind doesn't work like that, but we can, we can replace them. And 
that's how the whole thing came up actually. Uh, in engineering approach really, it is nothing technical, but the approach of engineering really changed the way I look in the mind. And uh, I, I'm, I hope that it, it will also change the way many people look and approach their minds. Yeah, I think that it's so important. What you said is that you have to deal with the emotion. You can't just bury it and hide it and it's trying to teach you something. And once you actually look at it and say, what is this trying to teach me? Then we can kind of move on from that. But I think a lot of people want to just take a happy pill. <laughs> they want to do all of the easy things and not have to dive in and do the work, which I understand because it's hard. It's not easy to do the work, but it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it sometimes, I think. And I think your approach to looking at that, to diving in and saying, okay, what's this really about? Well, I can reprogram this. I think that's a really amazing way to look at it because I think that might make people a little less scared or apprehensive about doing the work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I wish we could just change it like uh, like computer software, but it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it will always stay there until you deal with it. Otherwise, you ignoring or suppressing is not a way. Yeah, it's it's like the computer software that constantly has a bug in it, and just you want to bang your head on the computer like work <laughs> if, you, if you don't have it programmed right. So. Let's say that you had someone who is just stuck in, let's say grief, they're stuck in a place of grief, as in the same story that you told about your dog, which I totally felt that because our animals are, I think animals are better than people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I also say in my book, you can learn actually so much from dogs, like we, because we humans make everything so complicated. Uh -huh. They're just happy to go for a walk or for a treat or whatever. But They're present so much. Yeah, they really are. So how would you tell someone who's stuck in that grief process? Because, you know, I always say it is a process, but who's stuck in the middle of it and having a hard time getting out of it. What advice would you give somebody or, or how can they start to try to move past that? Uh, number one thing, it's it's a difficult work. It's a deep work because this is where you go into your mind. How I beat that basically, just watch your mind thinking. Right? When you have a strong emotions, such as grief or intense sadness, just watch your mind thinking and listen to it thinking. You know, it's, it's, it's thinking through some thoughts you will have a lot of thoughts because these emotions will create some thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. Life is very bad now. I'm in a cold place, I'm in a dark place. It's very bad. And then ask yourself, why am I thinking this? Why am I thinking this? And in this way, you will figure out that, okay, it is actually mostly grief that's what I'm feeling. And what is this made of? And if you dig deep into that, basically it is kind of a mixture of sadness and, uh, and, and actually love, which is very interesting combination because sadness, I, I, I call, I put emotions in uh, places what I call zones. We have this despair zone where sadness is, 
pain zone, comfort zone, uh, power zone, and serenity zone. And sadness is right in despair zone where you feel kind of hopeless. You feel like you can't do anything because most of the time you can't. You know, you can't really fight against the universe. You're not as powerful as the universe. So you can't be in charge of everything. And love is in a place of power, actually. It's right between the power and serenity. So it's a very interesting combination there. And how we can move on. Number one, you can't, you can't get rid of sadness. It's impossible to get rid of any emotion. First, you have to acknowledge why you're sad about grief, okay, about this loss. It's a big loss. And then you realize, why is it a big loss? Why is it a big loss that we lost someone? Well, okay, if you can think it's kind of selfish, it's about us. It's not about the person, it's about us. We love this person and the lack of this person hurts us. So this is why where the sentence is coming from. It's coming actually from love. What we can do if we just feel love in a different way, if we can feel love, like love is still with us, although this person or whoever it is, is not with us anymore. The love we feel because of them, it's still here. The emotion is not gone. It's, it's the same emotion when they were alive. And if we just focus on this part, we are not distracting ourselves with something else. We are distracting ourselves with the issue that we are having, the love. Then this will change the whole perspective. It will give some light, some peace inside you. I love that advice. And I think that that can be super helpful for someone, you know, that you you have a choice all the time. I do truly believe that. We can choose to focus on the things that are causing us to suffer. Or we can, like what you said, if you look at it from a different perspective, say, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling the loss because this person that I once loved so deeply is no longer here. But you're right, that love is still there. And truly, if you believe that our souls are eternal, the person is still there too, even though they're just not physically in this space. So maybe find ways that you can feel closer to that person and the love that you want shared with that person, whether that's looking through photo albums and remembering the good times you had with that person or um, someone mentioned something to me, which I thought was great. My children were struggling. They were having a hard time because they lost their dad. And it was in a very tragic way. And they said, you know, instead of focusing on the tragedy of how he died, why not take his memory and instead do something good with it and maybe donate to a charity or whatever in his name. And so in that way, you're turning something that was maybe not a great thing into something that is a good thing. And so you're kind of shifting the feelings you have about the loss. I mean, I know it doesn't solve all the problems right away, but it does sort of shift your perspective a little bit. Like, how can we take this horrible thing that's happened and instead make something good out of it so that we can have good feelings about it instead of always being like, oh, this is a terrible thing. And I think 
your point about that is really spot on. I think that's an amazing piece of advice for anybody who's going through grief. Yeah, I love that story. And it's so true. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's all about your emotions anyway, because whatever is happen, happening around you or in the universe, you know, you, you can't be always in charge. You know, sometimes you manipulate things, but most of the time the universe is in charge, right? You are just fish in a sea or ocean, whatever it is. But here's the thing, like how you experience the whole universe is right here in your mind. Basically, we are having the same emotions, just in different states. And whatever, if something good happens to you, it's still your emotion, what you're feeling. And whatever bad happens to you, it's still your emotion. It's your perception. You are getting signals into your eye, into your ear, and you make up the meaning. You make up the image and sound inside your mind. And according to that, you create some emotional state. The first thing we realize, like whatever happens in a life, whatever happens to you, you still have the same emotions and you are actually in charge of your emotions because your mind is creating them. And honestly, in this whole universe, your mind is the only thing you can actually manage, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I, I really like what you're saying, because I find that what people tend to do is something will happen to them. Like, let's say that they don't get invited somewhere. And so they feel hurt or slighted by not getting invited. And what I find is that then they tend to focus on that hurt feeling. And, and so then they make it into something that's 10 times worse than it really even is. Um, and, you know, we all understand getting your feelings hurt or whatever, but a lot of what we assign emotions to come from the conditions, I think, that have been placed on us growing up or from society, like watching TV shows where they say, well, you should be totally hurt and offended at your friend for not including you. So we make things a lot worse than they are in our own minds. And then when you go back and you take the emotion part out of it and you just look at it, like if you were deconstructing a robot and going, okay, how does this work? How does that work? If you do the same thing with the emotion, like, okay, what actually happened? Well, why did I feel this way? What's happening with that? Then I think that we probably would see that in a lot of situations, we make ourselves more miserable more upset and go through emotions we really don't need to experience only because we are we're trying to control the situation instead of trying to control our thoughts and our emotions that go along with it in my opinion <laughs> we we always have rejection because the situation most of the time doesn't go our way because we can't really con we can't control others. That simple as that. And we can't manage others. You can only do it for it yourself. And as you said, very good example. Like you get you know you get pissed or disappointed with someone, yeah. and then you, you you're focusing on okay, you didn't didn't call me. Why didn't call me? And then you start to think you know, the mind is angry, and you did you didn't deal with the main thing. Why why you're angry? You might be angry because like you're hurt, you know, it's, it's your friend. 
and in your core belief says friends call each other you didn't deal with those but then you're angry and funny thing that happens is like your your, your body actually goes ahead and amplifies these emotions that you have like you, let's say you got angry at something even a very simple thing and then your mind is angry now you're thinking angry thoughts you don't deal with uh, the why you were feeling that but you're just okay you you give in it shouldn't happen this shouldn't happen you know and then your body uh, somehow understands it's a feedback mechanism mm-hmm. and unfortunately for us it's a positive feedback mechanism when your mind is angry your body it's a natural mechanism that thinks that if you're angry you should be ready for a fight right if you're angry then you have a reason to fight and then body starts you know uh, pump up about adrenaline and lots of cortisol you feel under stress and now your muscles are tense your blood flow is fast and then the mind again positive feedback system the body reminds the mind that it's still angry and the mind becomes even more angry at this point we even forgot what happened but we don't care because okay we give into anger and unfortunately some people just live their lives like this one and maybe we all do yeah. we have one still one yeah you heard on the body too when you think about all of the physical reactions that are happening in your body when you get angry and you get upset it's not healthy for the heart and for all of those different areas of your body either and i think the biggest problem is you react that way and you get upset then you have another person involved so what do you do you go to that person and you say something in an angry way that person gets defensive and then there then it starts a chain of miscommunication because they didn't even know really what you were mad about or you didn't express it the right way and so that's a big problem too is when when you deal with emotions, there's so much room for miscommunication. Unfortunately, that's it. But the good news for us, we can actually we can actually go ahead and understand why we are feeling the way we do, why we are feeling angry. And if we understand that, okay, I'm disappointed because my core belief says good friend calls right so if we deal with that then we can come up with a logical explanation and then we can actually communicate it in a completely different way because now instead of acting out of anger we are just acting out of reason it's a it's a feeling to replace anger with okay reason what do we do in this situation why would it happen trying to understand yeah that's one example yeah absolutely you cannot reason if you are overly emotional and, you know, when we get in that state, which we do often, I think it's like what you said earlier, minding your mind, watching your thoughts and paying attention to them all the time is so super important because it's easy, like at the snap of a finger, your thoughts can go to that dark, dark place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Self-awareness is definitely the first step towards understanding your mind and self-awareness i mean all the time and actually when you are also self-aware in most of the times you realize like to, to similar situations you start to have similar triggers similar patterns like uh, very often you might have 
anger, you're very often, you, you might get scared out of nowhere that there's no reason, but you just do. But if you're self-aware enough, actually, instead of getting into the feeling and, okay, acting nervous, you realize, oh, I'm getting nervous now. Okay, that triggered me. Once you do that, basically, you are not controlled by the emotion anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you manage your mind very peacefully, even when you're feeling difficult emotions, such as, such as fear, basically. Yeah, and it's so important to keep your emotions in check, too, because you can be easy, easily manipulated by others if you always allow your emotions to get the best of you. And there are people out there who know that and they take advantage of that. We like to say they push your buttons. I don't know if you have that expression or not. <laughs> but, you know, if people know what makes you mad and they know how to get you to that point, then you're very easily manipulated by people. Then in this case, you're also controlled mm -hmm. by this person as well. Basically, a huge manipulation trick. And it happens that very common actually. But what I realized with myself, I was uh, I was triggered many times by guilt. That was like one of my main ones, and I was just feeling guilty all the time without having a reason. And when I wanted to dig deep into this, okay, why do I feel guilt? I realized like this is actually common not only in me, but many people out there. Well, when we think about guilt, what do we think? Basically, it's coming from two points. One of them, you actually did something wrong. And the inner police says, okay, that, that's very bad. That's not according to your standards. You got to change that behavior, which is completely understandable. And it has a very good point. Mm -hmm. But the second one, always coming from the core belief, states that you should be doing something else than what you're doing right now, or you shouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. It, and it can be triggered by anyone when, you know, you, you should be with her, you should be with him instead of being here, you should be there. Then, of course, you, you get triggered all the time. But once you dig deep into that, okay, why do I feel guilt right now? There's absolutely no reason I haven't done anything wrong. And then you realize, oh, it's coming from my core belief. Oh, but it doesn't make sense. So... Perfect. Now I can get over it by just forgiving myself because I'm here and not there. Yeah, exactly. There's so many times people, they do what others want them to do instead of honoring their own wishes because of the guilt. A lot of people do that. And that's how you make yourself a slave of the other person, basically. Once you let the other person, like, manage your emotions instead of you, you you're basically a slave because that's this is the only thing that you can manage your mind and if you let others manage your own mind well you have a boss for life yeah. it's not only her now <laughs> that is so true well this has been such a great conversation i've really thoroughly enjoyed digging into this topic so if people want to buy your book and so they can dig more into your mind and how your mind works and how you've done this process, how can they buy your book or how can they follow you? 
Sure. Uh, I run a blog on my website, ozankulju.com, and uh, I'm very active on Instagram, uh, ozan.kulju. And uh, my book is available on Amazon, uh, right now only Amazon, worldwide, everywhere. So I, I will be happy if you can read it and also let me know your thoughts. Awesome. And I'll have the links in the show notes so you can go and just click on them if you want to go right to Amazon to purchase this book. Well, I want to thank you for being here. And I always ask my guests before we say goodbye, if you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners, what would that be? One thing that I would really uh, say would be take a step back from your mind and watch it thinking. And after that, you will get all the answers on what to do. That is so true. I love that. It's very, very true that you have to kind of take yourself out of the center, the epicenter of your thoughts in order to really understand what's happening. When we get so caught up in our emotions, we really can't think logically or understand what this is all about. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Ozan. I really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you very much. It was very nice to speak to you. I, I love the atmosphere you create during your podcast, and I'm so, so lucky to be a part of it. Thank you, and keep doing what you do. Thank you so much. Come back anytime and talk to us again, maybe for your next book. Hopefully. <laughs> all right, and I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars on iTunes. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share my podcast with others. Also, if you want to follow me, I go live on in my new Facebook group. You can find the Facebook group, the link to it in the show notes. There I do a free card reading every Monday at 630 Central. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. Also, you can work with me. I have so many awesome and amazing programs going on right now. For a limited time, my 10-day intensive self-love course is only $20. That's like less than a Starbucks coffee every day. So check that out because the price is going to double. And I just can't wait for everyone to check it out and increase their self-love. You're going to love it. Thank you guys so much for being here with me as always. I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.